things are starting to shake up for Inquisitor Castian Saya. Recovered from his wounds inflicted by the Jedi Knight Jalar Kida, the Inquisition now has a new mission for him deep within the Coruscant underworld. It's early morning. Dawn is breaking on the aquatic planet of Lamored, a planet that is 85% at least oceans. It's a beautiful morning as the sun crests over the horizon, sparkling across the blue water. There's a small beach community, but this community, there's some people that are rising with the dawn. There are always fishermen who have work to go and do, but this is also a community that's facing a great crisis. There's a fungal plague that is affecting the citizens of this community. It's called Little Mon Calamari. It's a community that's filled with, with mostly Mon Calamari who are seeking a, a better life and unfortunately have stumbled into a den of illness. There's a hospital that has been set up. It's kind of overflowing with with patients at this point with the number of Mon Calamari that are suffering from this fungal plague. What are some of the symptoms? Tell me some of the symptoms. Drying of the scales, crust over their eyes, also I would say around their gills as well. <laughs> um, it's just fungus growing in places you don't want fungus growing into, I suppose. So anything a fish suffers from, this is what that fungus plague is doing. And there is a dedicated team of very passionate, smart, accomplished doctors and nurses who are tending to their patients. Two of them in particular, a human man and woman, are doing their best, but they're distracted this morning. And we see them, uh, the woman, the mother, duck into an office at one point where there is a small child sitting in a desk chair that is far too big for him. How are you doing, honey? Cassian looks away from his mother, not wanting to talk to her. In his mind, she's sending him away. She doesn't want him. Oh, no, honey, you're going off on a great adventure. I don't want an adventure. An alarm starts going off. Someone's coding. Honey, well, I'll be back to talk about this. I have to go. And mother runs away. Castian furrows his brow and sticks out his lower lip. He's trying to be tough, but he's a kid. He's a four-year-old, I believe, at this point. So... Instead, he just stares at the picture in front of him. It's one of those flimsy pictures, actually on flimsy and not a hologram. It's of his mother, his dad, and Castian, somewhere about two years ago. And as Castian glares at it, it suddenly rocks off the desk by an invisible hand smashing into the wall. And he squeezes his eyes and says, no, not again, not again, no, not again. You feel somebody come to the door and stand in the doorway for a moment. And Castian glares at the doorway. He knows who that might be. He's not happy, so he just glares. A woman enters the office again, but this is not Castian's mother. This is a Syrian, an alien with kind of yellowish skin and a domed head. Growing around the dome is shoulder-length black hair. This is a, a woman, and she is dressed in Jedi robes. And she stands with her head kind of tilted, observing Castian. Castian sits, observing her. It's a staring game. A four-year-old is going to totally win. She smiles gently and takes a couple of steps forward. 
Castian takes hold of the desk and pushes back so the chair is on wheels so it kind of floats back until it hits the shelf behind him and he just stays there. And the woman kneels in front of Castian so that she's about eye level with him. Hello, child. Are you the one here to steal me away from mom and dad? Oh, you are not being stolen. You are going off on a great adventure. I don't want an adventure. I want to stay here. I don't like you. And she nods. I understand that feeling. But you should know that you are going to go on, Castian, to do great things in the galaxy. Castian stares at her for a second, nods his head, and suddenly her eyes widen in pain as a lightsaber blade digs through her stomach and Castian looks down and he's little hands are wrapped around a lightsaber blade. And suddenly Castian sits up from his nightmare, gasping for breath, shaking once more. He clenches his fist, trying to focus all that anger and fear and rage into something productive. And in the end, he finds nothing he can do with it other than throw his arm to the side and slams a calf table against the wall, breaking apart. Either he's really powerful or they bought that from like a Karelian <laughs> Ikea. Well, not only does the calf table hit the wall and shatter, but Castian, as you blink and kind of come to, you realize that many of your belongings are on the floor. Things have broken, papers are scattered, any sort of, of knickknacks have been knocked off of desks and off of shelves. Not again, not again, not again. Not and the again. lights are flickering. He takes a deep breath, focuses himself, and then slowly stands up and walks almost like Laris, just very controlled towards the bathroom or the refresher, as they call it in Star Wars. And he just starts splashing his face uh, with water. Mm -hmm. the, the, the mirror has been replaced from his anger about two months ago since the, the meeting with Kida. And I think he had broken that prior to that. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's been replaced. It was probably replaced that afternoon. Mm -hmm. But he's avoiding looking into the mirror. If he does glance up at the mirror, maybe catches it out of the corner of his eye. The mirror is hanging at an angle, kind of like a picture frame that's knocked off balance. Castian, he kind of holds his hand up, twists his wrist a little bit, and the mirror goes back into place, and he just walks away. Right now, he's wearing nothing other than just some space boxer briefs, and it shows his body is riddled with fresh scars. Whatever they did to keep him alive these past couple months in order to heal, even Bacta itself wasn't enough. And they might not have used Bacta. This might have been a punishment almost for him going off book and, and not only losing three artifacts, but losing two Jedi in the process. So his chest is covered with many scars, but one is deep down the middle, almost as if they did open heart surgery on him. And he grabs like a nearby shirt, throws it on, and he's moving towards the terminal and he presses the button. Bone, on the terminal, please provide me my schedule for the day. And on the terminal, you see your schedule, which is very similar to what your schedule has been for the last month or so since you were cleared to leave, you know, go back on duty. You're on desk duty. 
checking the reports of oddities and strangeness happening in the galaxy. Oh, boy. He stretches and goes off to get his morning calf, only to find his calf machine has been busted. Yep. And he presses his finger against his head, takes a deep breath, grabs his jacket, and just walks out. When you walk out into the the hallway, you notice that the lights are flickering out here as well. My character kind of glowers a little bit, looks into his room, looks back out here, and mumbles to himself, I'm not that powerful. This is odd. He's heading towards, I think I said this, they were in like the uh, financial district. So he's moving towards the Jedi Temple, which is now, what are they called? Uh, Imperial, uh, Imperial ISP. Se- yeah, Imperial Security Bureau. Yes, the Imperial Security mm-hmm. Bureau. Out in the streets of the financial district, there's, it's always busy. This is Coruscant, the planet that never sleeps, one might say. But there's a, a manicness to the people that are running around. There's a, a level of, of, you can feel a level of panic, low-level panic. But there's lots of people who are off of their game and woke up on the wrong side of the bed. As Castian is crossing one of the many, many roads, he suddenly pulls himself back as a large droid just barrels by. And he's about to start yelling and letting his anger get the best of him. But he notices that... It had the right away, and so did he. So there's a little bit more of the, this fluctuation is affecting more than just lights. And he curses to no one in particular. And then Castian's moving a little faster towards the ISB headquarters. And when you get to the headquarters, it's still it's still early, correct? Yeah, he's not arriving early like he did two months ago, but he's getting there with a good 15 minutes before he's due. So you're one of the the first to arrive for the day, but there's for the sh- for my shift. That's just what I was about to say. That there's always people working, but the night shift is a little bit lighter than the morning shift. You expect to see people leaving at the same time that you're entering. It's that shift change, but nobody is leaving. Now my character's getting worried. He's going to hasten his step, and he's moving towards. He's going to try to find Tremaine. Do you go to his office or do you hail him? I'm heading to his office. I feel like Castian's been trying to avoid sending Tremaine messages or talking to him by the communicator just because he's still a little embarrassed for embarrassing Tremaine for losing artifacts and Jedi. So he's, he's going he's to be brave and he's going to talk to Tremaine in person. And you have a, you've seen Tremaine a couple of times. You've passed in the hallways, but really you had one debriefing when you were first kind of taken out of your medically induced coma in the medical center. And after that, all communication has been via text, you know, yeah. messages sent to your terminal and so on. Really, the only time I saw him is when he signed off on my enhanced interrogation they did to make sure that I wasn't working with the Jedi. I remember that fondly. And I'm moving towards the door, my anger kind of peeking a little bit before I tell myself, no, this is standard procedures. I deserved the torture. And I'm wrapping my knuckle on the doorframe. Before you do that, I'm going to have you do a roll. Yay, I haven't rolled in so long. (laughs) And I would like you to roll me cool versus two red and a purple. Okay, so, wow, that's... One victory, one triumph, and... Two threats. Two threats. I could suggest something. Okay. Because basically, so what I'm trying to do here is 
will Tremaine know that your anger is bubbling when, you know, is he going to sense it with the force, basically? He senses my anger, but it's very controlled. And that worries him. I'm getting better. Like, he wants me weak because that makes me his his slave almost. So this might be bad for me that I'm actually getting tougher. All right. So go okay. on. So, yep, uh, I rolled a triumph, a victory, and two threats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a triumph and a success and two threats. Yes. And you get to the door to Tremaine's office. Do you knock, ring a bell? You know what? Since I got a triumph, I'm just entering because I am I am a confident person. I'm confident people like me. Gosh darn it. <laughs> Gosh darn it, people like me. Nope, I'm walking right in. Tremaine? He is sitting at his desk uh, looking over a couple of reports, and he glances up at you. Very often, he'll keep you waiting for a moment playing that power game, but he looks up immediately at you, almost startled, and then he narrows his eyes. Inquisitor Saya. There seems to be a problem going on within the financial district. Was there a bombing I wasn't made aware of? No, no, nothing as mundane as that. All right, then. There does seem to be a certain level of apprehension in the air, sir. Tremaine snorts, which is a very un-Tremaine-like sound. It looks at you incredulously for a moment. Oh, you didn't feel it? Feel what, sir? There was some kind of earthquake this morning. (laughs) My character... uh, Tremaine might actually feel my character kind of get relieved as now my character realizes it wasn't he who sent everything falling. There was an earthquake. That makes a lot more sense. It's not all about you, Castian. Castian. Just because this is the solo shot. Oh my God. Castian's like, I'm getting too powerful. <laughs> it's like, no, uh, that was an earthquake. No, it was me. <laughs> it was my anchor. Okay, Anakin. No. No. All right. So you feel relieved? A slight bit of relief before my character nods his head. An earthquake on Coruscant. That's interesting. Unusual is the correct term. Are we investigating? It hasn't risen to the level of needing the ISB's attention yet. But the initial reports from the science division are, as far as I understand, abnormal. Abnormal. This is merely a preliminary report, but Tremaine slides a data pad across the desk to you and roll me a knowledge education. This is three purple for difficulty. Oh, wow. I did succeed, but at a threat. Okay. You squint as the data kind of flies across the screen. You're trying to catch what's important in all of this scientific data. And finally, you pick out seismic readings. Zero. This was not from the core. This is uh, man-made. Apparently. Could it be a weapon created by the rebels? He snorts uh, again very derisively. He's he, he apparently hasn't had his calf this morning, or maybe he had too much calf uh, to be to have such a to have such attitude when dealing with you. As I said, this is a preliminary report. Preliminary reports are rife with opportunity for incorrect readings. Of course, I suppose I will leave you to your preliminary reports and I will return to desk duty. 
there is a very interesting readout about a fortune teller, Anashadar. And he just waves you off. Like, he's back into the, the da- data pads, does not care what you're saying. My character turns away, and he starts walking, and he pauses as he looks, and there's actually, there's a lot of hollow portraits in his office. A lot of kind of gruesome mm-hmm. scenes that we've talked about. But there's actually a hand-painted one right now. It looks very tribal. It, almost like it's it's painted kind of in blood. But there's more. But it looks like it's very primitive. And my character stops and looks at it and squints as he tries to make out what it means. It doesn't. It, it's more of like swirls and it's kind of vague figures in it. But it doesn't really have a meaning. But it really does make him feel like, ugh. My character pauses, looks back and says, I see you added to your collection. T glances at exactly what you're referring to. Oh, that it's been there for weeks. Very nice. And he's moving away. Castian is out of the office. But he tried to be social. And Tremaine said no. So Castian's returning to his desk. And it's not even a cool his cool desk. They moved him to sitting with the rest of the ISB grunts. The people who get paid and have vacation days i don't get paid (laughs) i mean those people so my character sits down and kind of twitches his eyes as there's two people behind him who speaks through their cubicle walls to each other the character just tries to keep it down because he can't force choke these people because he has to be normal so he's just reading about i don't know fortune tellers whatever that might be weird they don't even give him the list where they cut down on all the crap things. So he's reading all of the stuff like it's like it's like a Pawnee town hall in written form. It's crazy shit. Like, I believe this guy's dangerous. He has magical powers because he looked at my cat ones and the cat fell over. What? It's like oh, <laughs> I figured out how to protect from lightsabers. It's all about tin foil. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So my character just goes through them, shaking his head in annoyance. No, Nashadai has some crone who speaks the future, and she charges oh, three credits. It's very good for him. Very good. And your morning goes by without anything of interest happening other than, again, the very good deal on fortune-telling on Nashadar. I take a note. Next vacation day. Oh, wait. Wah, wah. And as you are about to break for lunch... As you stand up, suddenly you feel the building sway under your feet. My character takes hold of his desk and tries to center himself, and he looks around. Kind of unaccustomed to seismic activity, especially on Coruscant, but somewhere deep in his mind, he knows that if there's an earthquake, find a, a support beam and get under it. So he's he's carefully making his way there, trying not to rush to like the pillar, because he's he's a badass, but his his step is a little bit quicker than he'd like to like uh, it to be. Well, let's see if that's true roll me cool (laughs) difficulty one please don't crap myself please don't tell anyone and you said difficulty one yep you are a big bad inquisitor okay no one success and two advantages okay yes you you are the coolest cucumber in the room as you get to the nearest support beam while as all of those grunts sure they've got vacation days but they do not know how to keep their cool as there's a lot of like oh my gosh we're gonna die shut up it's fine these buildings can withstand bombs and bombardment we're not going to be taken out by a little bit of a shaking core As you say that, a light fixture falls and hits right in front of your feet. 
We're beyond the realm of irony now, so we should be fine. And after another couple of seconds, the shaking stops. There's, other than that light fixture that fell, there's only superficial damage to the room. A couple of chairs fell over with the panic. There's, you know, coffee mugs fell, calf mugs fell. My character taps his fingers against his knuckles as if trying to decide if he should do something kind of stupid. But he decides he's so tired of reading. He spent, he spent, after he got out of his enhanced interrogation and after rehabilitation, he has spent almost a month reading at a desk for 12 hours straight about bullshit. And he remembers he might have taken notice to the people sending those preliminary reports. So he's going and he's going to call them personally. Oh, very nice. So do you go to a terminal? Do you go back to your I'm going towards, apartment? Uh, I'm not afraid. I don't want anybody, but I don't want anybody to see me. So I, I'm going to like kind of a deserted wing area. That's not, not deserted, but trying to find a corner and I pull out my communicator. Well, uh, roll me stealth then. Difficulty two. Uh, give yourself a blue die to account for there's still a lot of confusion as kind of the security guards are running around to make sure that the most secure areas are remain secure in light of the building starting to fall apart. Uh, I got one success and three- Advantages. Advantages. I'm doing much better with the names. Good job. At least I'm not calling them frowny faces. So yes, you find that secluded corner, a couple of people run by, but nobody's paying any attention to you as you put in the frequency into your communicator. Hello, is this Dr. Lorkin? This is Imperial Agent Castian Saya trying to get a hold of you. Yes, this is Lorkin. Hello, Lorkin. This is Castian Saya of the Imperial Intelligence. Oh, we- did you not receive our report? Was there was there a problem? Well, I received the last one, but right, uh, is there a new one that just got transmitted? We just had another, I guess you would call it quake, and I was wondering if you could inform me of if you got any readings on it. It seemed more severe than the other one this morning. <laughs> Well, apologies, agent. You must understand. It it it, it just happened. Just just a couple of uh, just a couple of Doctor Lorkin, Let me just stop you right there. Absolutely, I understand. You need to get you need time in order to read the information. I'm just wondering if there's a terminal right in front of you that says where the epicenter of this shake started. Well, yes, I have a I do, I do have a, a a terminal. Just just give me a, a moment to to. Uh, Interpret the the data. Anytime, uh, Professor Doctor. I don't know what kind of alien he is, but he's my favorite. Yes. <laughs> and he, or actually, he'd be a person if he's working on Coruscant. Well, he'd be a human. Yes, Angela, not a person. <laughs> You're the one that was okay with Chewie not getting a hug at the end. Of- I was not okay with that. <laughs> you will, n- I will not put up with such libel. He could be near human, and it wasn't like the Imperial intelligence didn't allow for aliens. It was just very rare. Mm-hmm. But if he was a genius in his field, they would I don't think be. he's a genius. Okay, so he's a human. <laughs> he just has a funny quirk. Okay, cool. Maybe it's whatever backwater planet he grew up on. It's like the native language for oh dear. It's the, it's the native language for lordy. Lordy lord. Oh my god, it's Sessions. <laughs> no, no. It's, Keebler it's Comey. It's Comey, okay. <laughs> and you hear the sound of the, the terminal in the background. It uh, appears the uh, epicenter uh, agent, uh, please keep in mind, this is uh, strictly a preliminary finding. Doctor, I understand. Just get to the point. 
Uh, well, it, I would put the epicenter of this um, somewhere beneath the uh, the old Senate uh, building, actually. And uh, I would say uh, probably uh, three, four thousand levels down. Interesting. Fascinating. Again, preliminary, please. Was, is there a destruction? Was there a bomb? Was this or can you tell me what might have shaken this planet? My uh, equipment is 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 geological in nature. You must understand if it was a bomb. I have I have no way of of detecting. Do you think it was a bomb? No. And you hear scientists in the background begin to scream. Doctor, like, doctor, please, doctor. Everything everything is fine. Please get your preliminary report done and send it to. I know you you were probably speaking with another man, the the intelligence officer Tremaine. But please also. Um, Make sure to send it to me as well. I'm working under him. With him. With him. Give me a... <laughs> Who is this? Uh, gotta go. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, give me a leadership role. We'll make this difficulty two. Uh, I guess that's a uh, success, right? Yes, that's all you needed. Great. Excellent. Of of course, of course, Agent uh, Castian Saya. <laughs> got, got it. Got it. Um, Mr. Agent, sir, I will. You will have a copy of the report within click. the hour. <laughs> Just clicked. His his tick is killing me. My character straightens his back, rolls his shoulder back, and nods his head. This is right. He's fine. He's just getting the information a little earlier, and now he's going to a nearby terminal and he's bringing up any information he can find on what's under the Senate, four thousand levels down. If there's anything like old sewers. <laughs> I mean, there's levels, but if there's like, like Coruscant has like old factories mm -hmm. and old weapon development areas way down, like that's been abandoned. He's trying to find any information on anything that could be down there. Mm -hmm. So for anybody that doesn't know the geography slash geology of Coruscant, there is a reason that this is the uh, called a, a city planet, because not only is the entire surface covered with a city, but there have been thousands of years, maybe millennia worth of cities being built one on top of the other. So each of these levels is kind of another civilization that was built on top of. So, or not civilization, that's a bit too long lasting, yeah. but just, they just kept building up. Yes. So this, the, the, the levels below Coruscant uh, called the Undercity, that's not underground. That's just under layers of buildings and garbage and machinery, both old and new. It's used kind of as a storage area for things like the equivalent of Coruscant garbage trucks. Yeah, they're kept under under the, the first level of the city. And the thing is, the couple, first couple levels under the city, they aren't bad. A lot of people live under the city. Only the rich live on top <laughs> of these levels. It's when you start getting to like the 100s where it starts getting a little dicier and dicier. I believe 1300 is where you really get into, this is still the entertainment district, but, but it's kind of like the red light entertainment district. It's like 1980s Times Square. <laughs> nice. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> My character's going. Uh, that's Beverly Hills. So yeah, so... You know, a couple hundred, even thousand levels, it's still normal for people of Coruscant today to go there. You go below that, 
there are still people that live there or have hidden there. It's certainly where a lot of criminals would go. Uh, and again, that's you know all kinds of hiding places. Uh, to find a map of what might be down there, I'm going to need... Um, Give me a core world's roll, actually. My character starts tapping away at the terminal. Then he gets uh, tripped up on some of the search terms. He gets a little confused. And then he just closes his eyes and mumbles, that's worth a try. Laris. And he's, he's actually going to see if Laris has the same frequency that she had two months ago. He hasn't spoken to her since literally leaving her on the asteroid and going off to fight Kida. So it, it's been a while. He doesn't even know if she's she's not dead. He he found he found out she was fine. Yes. Laris. Inquisitor Saya. Laris, it's oddly comforting to hear your voice. Is there something I can help you with? Yes, I was hoping you could find information on the levels under the Senate building, uh, around the four thousand, three thousand level mark. May I inquire what this is for? An investigation. As you know, there has been some seismic activity on Coruscant, and of course, that's always a little bit worrisome to those who live on it. So I am investigating. I've been asked to investigate. Now let's <laughs> let's move from bullshitting to straight up lie. Oh wow! She rolled. Uh, came up blank. Very good to hear you are back on the mend. I will perform that search immediately. Thank you, Laris. There's a, a slight awkward pause before my character says, Have they stationed you anywhere else? You're on course on clearly since I'm able to reach you, but uh, have you been assigned to anyone else? I am performing my duties. Excellent. Well, uh, it's it's nice to... <clears throat> Did you Search find Search results are in. Beneath the Senate building, three to four thousand levels below in the Coruscant Undercity. There seems to be nothing of interest left in the record. There is a reference to a factory of Durasteel. There is other references to hotels and luxury areas that used to be in that area when that was once the surface. I'm kind of rather impressed that she got that much. I mean, this is close to, because isn't it like 5,000 levels? Yes. So she actually got it like really old records. Thank you, Laris. Transmit them to me. I, um, I should be at the same frequency from before. She does. You hear a, a beep and it is there. And, um, thank you. He nods his head and just shuts it off. And he is turning away from his little terminal and he's moving back towards his desk. And he's reading up on anything. Yes, because as you're approaching the desk, you realize that your break time is almost up. They actually do keep a watch on his break time. I imagine there's like some sort of intelligence officer that doesn't realize they're yelling at him. They're yelling at an inquisitor like, I'm sorry, you're two minutes behind, uh, Mr. Saya. And that's that's not how we do thing at the ISB. So I'm sorry, we're gonna have to dock your pay a little bit. Oh, come on. I start working, just basically researching, completely forgetting about my duties of reading about fortune tellers and mystics and fairy tales. I am reading about these hotels and the history of Coruscant, anything that cannot kind of help me, anything that kind of also points towards any other seismic activity in the past that Coruscant has experienced that wasn't geological. All right. That's going to be another education role. Or would it be also core worlds? Or whichever is better for you. Uh, and how many no's? Uh, <laughs> two purple. And do I get a blue since Laris helped me out earlier? Yes. I'm getting better at this game, people. I have an advantage, also known as a smiley face. <laughs> so you don't get a lot of 
concrete information. Again, as you pointed out, this is extremely old records. However, you do have a partially preserved map. It's not even a, a digital map. It's like somebody scanned a piece of paper who knows how many years ago. Uh, and so the paper was already kind of damaged and torn in one corner, but it is a map of about a three block radius of what is, uh, there's a, a note in uh, an annotation in the file name that this is level 3292. Castian is going to let this play out for another day until I decide I'll make, uh, then I'll do something really stupid and start investigating down below. Uh, but for now, he's he's just going to be preparing. He has a weird feeling about this. A bad feeling about this, one might say. Got a bad feeling about this. And I sm- thought I smelled bad on the outside. Wait, what? Castian, we're going to have to talk to you about your hygiene problem. We don't do that at the Imperial. T- <laughs> I really hate this guy. <laughs> You're the one that made him I up. I love him. Though. I said nothing. Hey, Castian. It's me, Doug. <laughs> it's Doug. Of course his name is Doug. It's is D-U-J. A- yeah. Doug. J? It's like GIF. <laughs> <laughs> so as the rest of the day progresses and goes into night, you eventually leave the ISB building, go back to your apartment. There's two more seismic events. Both are small, only lasting a couple of seconds, but enough that everybody that was standing kind of loses their balance for a a moment. And uh, especially when you go outside of the ISB, there's just this, the streets are unnaturally silent as people have decided that it's better to stay in their homes. Wow, that, I could just imagine that being really creepy. I just imagine that scene from I Am Legend when he's walking down, you know, other than it being a horrible movie, him walking down Times Square and just be completely empty. And yeah, my character, his foot, he can hear his footsteps as he makes his way back home, which is unsettling. And back in your uh, your rooms, of course, everything's a mess, but it was a mess when you left in the morning. So. They'll clean it. And I I go to bed. I have nothing else to add to this situation other than me feeling somewhat concerned about this apprehension that's in the air. Mm-hmm. Yes, I the, the feelings of apprehension, it's not only in the air, it's beginning to permeate the force. Like you, you understand the feelings that come from just oh, hey, everyone is acting weird, and now it's the force is making you feel uneasy. And do you sleep soundly? No. No? I do not sleep soundly. Uh, well, how does it feel for a dark sider? What do you mean? Well, you said there's this apprehension in the air, this <laughs> this kind of, it's starting to mess with the force. If someone who's a dark side, would that almost be comforting? It's not comforting in the sense of, how a normal person might feel if a loved one hugs them. It's comforting in a schadenfreude type of way because everybody now has a taste of the the uneasiness, the wretchedness, the anger that is always boiling within you. And it makes me almost feel powerful because I can handle it. Yes. You are better than them because you don't feel that, at least not in the same way that they do. Yeah, my character, he's going to try to sleep, but it's almost kind of good. His, his body is a buzz with this energy. He's just, mm-hmm. um, 
is like he has adrenaline in his bones and he cannot fall asleep. So finally, around 2 a.m., croissant time, croissant time, croissant, croissant time, croissant time. He gets up and he's heading towards the ISB building and he's going to the Inquisitor area, which is usually off limits. And he's just going to train with his lightsaber and mm-hmm. cut things. This time he is destroying the robots. He's he used to not destroy them, but he is cutting them down like a son of a bitch. And are you using a what are you using to lightsaber? Is it yours or mine? No training blade. And as you after you've kind of exhausted yourself in this training, there is a sound at the door of somebody <clears throat> clearing their throat. Uh, he doesn't spin around because he's in control. He lowers his head slightly, the blade hanging at his side, and just turns his head slightly. And you see the uh, there's a silhouette in the doorway. It is the unmistakable silhouette of Inquisitor Tremaine. And my character hooks his lightsaber back to his belt, and he's moving toward to Tremaine. Couldn't sleep either? There's work to be done. No rest for the wicked, I see. I understand you have not been following your directive. I look towards the droids that are just scattered everywhere. Uh, the directive is not to destroy the droids. I was under the impression it was our choice. Why did you contact Dr. Lorcan? Because I was interested in the quakes. There's apprehension in the air. Everyone's feeling it. It's not geological. I'm sorry that... I no longer am interested in reading about fortune tellers and fairy tales. Something's going on here, and I was interested in finding out what. For the good of the Empire. Give me a cool roll. See if I don't have my voice squeak, because I wanted to. I'm sorry. And this is going to be... What did I have you roll against last time? One red, two purple? Yeah. Do that again. Uh, One success and two advantages. Yes. Surprised, more surprised than you are. <laughs> so, yeah, so Tremaine just kind of nods curtly. Well, it's good that you're up. We have much to discuss. Follow me. Yes, sir. And I'm walking out, not even bothering putting the droids away or the scraps away. And as you, you walk away, the camera will catch little mouse droids coming out. They have little dust pans with them. <laughs> That's adorable. It's a cross between actual mouse droids and the little guy in Wally that was trying to clean everything. Okay. Okay. It's Wally. I kill him. <laughs> I go back. It's not Wally. It's the little guy with Aww. the brusher. I really wanted to say, you're evil. <laughs> no. This is a serious game. <laughs> See, of course. And yeah, I'm moving away. So I'll note, Tremaine obviously knew that you had been in contact with Dr. Lorcan, but you had not received any communication from him. Do you want to investigate that at all? Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's see, give me. Well, I'm following Tremaine. Okay. Okay. So yeah. All right. I will ask him about it. So as we're walking Mm -hmm. in, it's like, did Dr. Lorcan send another preliminary report? Yes. I see it failed to reach me. The man follows instruction as well as he speaks. What a coincidence. Indeed. Any insights? He said it was between 4,000, 3,000 level of under the Senate building. That's still approximately all that we know. Oh, that's delightful. My character just following them. And Tremaine leads you back to his office and indicates that you may take a seat across from his desk. 
I will take a seat. Moving on up in the world. Yes, I'm back to seating privileges, people. Tremaine does not sit behind his desk. He stands, looks over the data pads, and then slides one over to you. And this is another this is a, another report from Dr. Lorkin. Presumably what should have come to you, but for whatever reason, got lost in the mail. I pick it up and Tremaine does that thing I hate where he reaches out for those, I think they're called Newtons, uh, the Newton balls. Yes. And he pulls it back and and my character closes his eyes and just focuses focuses on the reading. Well, no, he doesn't close his eyes and fo- he he focus he closes his eyes for a second and then he starts reading. Mm-hmm. And so the first part is the report from Dr. Lorkin, but below that it has been supplemented with information from various divisions of the ISB as they are trying to cross-reference things that are going on, uh, uh, discovering much of what you did yesterday with what was once on that level, what the historical record shows. They have access, that map that you found shows up briefly in the file. Damn. Did we do four? We we did not. And I was actually just going to say we could roll that and you could flip one so that they don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking that. All All right. So for me, there's two light side points. And I have two light side points. Okay, excellent. So I cannot spend anything yet. You can, but we want to flip one of these. I'm going to flip one of those to dark because I actually don't want them to have that. I got. I was the one that got lucky. Yes. So as you are going through there, there is a lot of information. There is nothing really visual, but you do see some notes from the... The division that deals with especially things like the Rebel Alliance and sort of terrorist attacks from them. And you see that they are very concerned that these quakes are only happening in the financial and the Senate districts. They're not happening anywhere else on Coruscant. And there is concern that these are very targeted attacks, either leading up to something bigger. They're either test runs or otherwise somehow ramping up. Interesting. I finally say after a good five, ten minutes of reading, I lower it. They think these are rebels. It's one possibility. Granted, they do not have any other credible theories, but we must remain open-minded. Are we going to investigate? Usually we're not the ones they tag when they want to find rebels. That is why you are not going alone. We are sending teams of inquisitors along with stormtroopers in order to flush out whatever may be going on down there. Are these stormtroopers aware that of our special abilities, or will they need to be silenced afterwards? They are aware. Excellent, sir. Some of the other Inquisitors and I have already been drawing up our team rosters, one might say. When do we leave? <laughs> Assuming I'm going with them. <laughs> and he frowns at you. You will be traveling with the Ninth Sister. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I was suddenly thinking about screaming. Uh, what, what was that? You and the Ninth Sister will be going to the Undercity of Coruscant to investigate the seismic activity. Together? Uh, yeah, absolutely, sir. Uh, yes. <clears throat> Good. But I'm glad that you are here early. There's going to be a briefing later this morning where we lay out much of this data to all of the Inquisitors who will be going on this mission. But I have another mission for you. Yes. While you are there, while you are traveling with the Ninth Sister, I expect you to come back with a report. A full personality dossier, we could call it. 
I want you to probe her. Without her knowledge, of course, this must be a subtle mission, a stealth mission. Are you capable of such stealth, Inquisitor Saya? Yes, sir. There's something going on with her and Brandle that I do not trust. You have regained my trust, Saya. So I trust you to find out more about her. Yes, sir. Absolutely, sir. And I stand up, click my heels like a good boy. Go take a shower. <laughs> I look down and yes, I am. I did sweat on his. I didn't wipe the machines. So yeah, I stand up, nod my head, and I'm off to take, the sh take a shower. Briefing is at 0900. And how long does that give me? Three hours. Cool. That I take a shower and I return to my desk. I try to catch up on some of the stuff I missed, but I'm way too excited. It's, it's like life day. You don't celebrate life day. I think actually we do. Really? Everybody celebrates life day, even though it's a wiki holiday? <sighs> no, you're probably right. The Imperials, they probably, it's kind of like what Christmas did to pagans. They're like, oh, it's, yeah, you got life day. We got like empire day. Isn't it great? It's like the British have, you know, there's the queen's actual birthday and then there's her observed birthday in June. Yeah. It's like that for the emperor. Yeah, we, we have something Christmassy, but it's like, you know, domination day. I don't know. It's when all the alien children give all the human children their toys. So you wade through crap for a couple of more hours. How is your focus knowing that you're about to be back in the game? Oh, no, it's shit. It is. Like I said, it, I'm like a child before life day. I'm too distracted to get. It's kind of like I'm reading the same thing over and over again and not retaining any of it. At 0845, a notice comes across your terminal summoning you to a briefing room. Prior to that, can I figure out why that oh. that report didn't come to me? Oh, sure. Give Just, me a oh, give me a computer's roll. Difficulty three purple. Uh, one success, two threats. Basically, there was a recall request sent to your Coruscant email. Someone pulled the email. It was sent to me, but then someone recalled it. Yes. And as you are looking this up, you trigger something that was left there by whoever was trying to cover their tracks. And apparently they decided that if they couldn't cover their tracks entirely, well, then they were going to make you pay for it. And it melts down the, the motherboard of the terminal, terminal you're using. My character steps away, looks around, and then he just picks up his stuff and he's moving away before Doug could yell at him. Uh, excuse me, Castian. Uh, it's not time for your mandated break yet. <laughs> I know this is not actually happening, but I just love the idea of like a Dark Force user. Yeah, middle having, management, yeah. <laughs> ISB I, agent. I noticed that your uh, TPS reports aren't actually filed under the, the right abbreviation. So let's just sit down and have a one-on-one, -on -one, bud. Just like stab him through this chest. We can't stab all of our bosses through the chest with a lightsaber. What are you, HR? Yes. Yes. Oh. That, is, that is kind of a GM's job to be HR. Yep. So at 8.45, I am heading towards the conference room. And when you arrive at the conference room, there's already about half of a regiment of stormtroopers waiting outside. They're all standing at attention. Uh it's just kind of unusual to see them stationed as such in the heart of the ISB. Yeah, I narrow my eyes, but I keep on walking. 
and you are because you left right as soon as you got that notice it kind of popped up in the corner of your screen like an outlook reminder just as the motherboard melted down Mm -hmm. so you left immediately because you need to get out of here so you are the first to arrive in the conference room it is set up classroom style so think of the briefing room in brooklyn 99 there's a podium up top and there's a couple of rows of chairs or like the rebels area in the new hope when they're talking we're showing the plans of the death that Star. makes more sense <laughs> the brooklyn that's a better reference <laughs> it's a rolling t-shirt <laughs> i just imagine like a boil in a a boil like character in like a stormtrooper outfit rolling in a tv and it's i don't know tremaine's like okay and just clicks like a slideshow but yes i take a seat so it's more of a, a circular area That'd be more accurate. Sure. Yes. And there's seats set up in a semicircle around the the center podium. Uh, so where do you, there's a couple of rows. Where do you sit? This terrifies me more than it absolutely should. If I sit in the front, then it shows that I'm too overeager and that might have inquisitors questioning. If I sit in the back, it shows that I might not be as dedicated as they think. And if I sit in the middle, people might think I couldn't make a decision and that I'm indecisive. Ah, I'm going to sit in the front. Are you sure? Yes, Regis. (laughs) Final answer. Don't do that to me. Yeah, I'm going to actually sit in the front. All right. Center off to the side. Off to the side. I'm not that bold. Okay. So you're the first one to take a seat. And over the next couple of minutes, other Inquisitors file in. For most of the Inquisitors, you certainly recognize them by sight and by title. But generally, Inquisitors at your level no longer go by their name. They go by, as we've dubbed her, the Ninth Sister. So there's the Ninth Sister, Eighth Brother, and so on. So uh, three of the other people at your level uh, walk in, including the ninth sister. Then we will say the fifth and sixth brother as well. So that's... Do they look like the property brothers? Yes. <laughs> that's a fanfic in the making. Oh, gosh, yeah. Dark side property brothers? Sign me up. <laughs> so that's three other people that walk in, plus you. And then there's two other inquisitors that come in that are at a lower level. You know, they're kind of junior inquisitors uh so to uh, uh another man and a woman walk in as well they kind of rush in at the last minute the junior inquisitors often have office duties in addition to the more field oriented work that you are generally assigned to mm-hmm. so they were probably finishing up you know for their own dug yeah i nod towards the ninth sister where does she sit she sits in the front row center i nod my head towards her and and fix my glove that's on my hand, the same hand that she broke during the interrogation, just to say, show her that it, it works. It, mm-hmm. My hand works now. So watch out. I see they've allowed you to come join the big kids again. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. I'm sorry I didn't hear you with that grade school taunt. She just puts her eyes forward because uh, High Inquisitor Tremaine and High Inquisitor Brandle walk into the room. I straighten my shoulders. She straightens hers. And Brandle actually takes the, the podium or the center of the, the room, and uh, High Inquisitor Tremaine stands to his side. Not looking entirely happy, but does he ever look happy? No. No. Well, when he's looking at his photos in his office, then he looks kind of happy. In a sick, sadistic way. Yes. Because that's what it takes to be a High Inquisitor. So, Brandel, he opens the meeting. 
Good morning, Inquisitors. You are here today because, as you well know, we have been subject to some seismic activity recently here in the Senate District. Much of this activity is cause for some concern, obviously amongst the less educated populace. He chuckles a little bit. Uh, the Ninth Sister chuckles along immediately. I don't, because I, I look at Tremaine to see if he chuckles. Tremaine does not chuckle. Then I don't chuckle, because I'm, I'm my own man. <laughs> There's a smattering of laughter. You know, some people are, are chuckling, so others aren't. Kiss asses. <laughs> but in fact, and this is something that does not leave this room, there is reason for concern for people of our station as well. And he presses a button on his terminal, and in the center of the room, a holographic projection pops up. Uh, first of Coruscant, like of the entire planet, and then it zooms in. First, you know, kind of focuses in on a continent, then a couple of miles of the city, and until you can see the details of the buildings, including the ISB building, uh, you can see you can see your apartment from here. <laughs> and then it continues to dive down. It, it cuts through these the surface. It, you know, goes down a, a couple of thousand levels and like fast forwarding until it reaches uh, again. The label at the bottom says you know level thirty nine hundred. We have, our scientists have discovered that the seismic activity appears to be originating from approximately level 3900. Unfortunately, activity like this cannot be accurately detected at this level. It is, as you know, quite far beneath where we are now, and even farther than many of their instruments can detect, as nobody has reason to go down there. However, today, each of you will be paired up with one other Inquisitor, and you will be taking a team of four stormtroopers into the undercity of Coruscant. We are expecting you to seek out the cause of these seismic events and to neutralize it by any means necessary. Are there any questions? Castian does not ask questions, but he is waiting for their dossier of information that they're going to mm -hmm. pass out to people. Yes, yeah, so every seat has a small terminal screen, really. It's like a screen that's built right into mm -hmm. the table in front of you, the desk. And information starts popping up on there. It's the exact report that you saw from Tremaine from earlier in the morning. Just give me when he's about to dismiss everybody. I'm going to interrupt then. Mm -hmm. Actually, I should correct myself. I said thir level 3900. I meant level 3200. Okay. 3200. And everyone is looking over their terminal, looking at their screens. Everyone's very intent. Uh, again, you can feel there's kind of a buzz in the energy of the room, a buzz in the force, as these are five other incredibly competitive people who are all, they, they are all, in fact, kind of the Amy Santiago of the dark side, who they are all driven to be the best. And not only are they driven to be the best, but they are going to cut down whoever stands in their way or threatens them being the best. So everybody is looking to get whatever advantage they can out of this document, and none of them seem inclined to ask any questions because, of course, that would reveal a weakness that maybe they didn't understand something that somebody else obviously did. So I'm just waiting until the meeting is almost done. So Brandel says, 
I'm sure all of you noticed the regiment of stormtroopers that were waiting out uh, outside. You will each be assigned four of them. Hi, Inquisitor Brandle. And he just, his eyes snapped to you before the rest of his face follows. Prior to the meeting, uh, High Inquisitor Tremaine asked me to run a few reports using uh, an algorithm that he came up with. And I think we might have found a map of a section of 3200. I think, was that the map? It's 3292. Uh, 3292. It's not in your dossier right here or the read-up, but I, I I brought a copy of it and I pretty much sent it to everybody else, that little clipping of map. It's not much to go on, but uh, perhaps it'll provide some assistance. You see off to your left, the Ninth Sister, she had like half stood up at the mention of, hey, there's stormtroopers, you're going to be assigned to them. And she sits back down, looks over at you, just the most scathing look on her her face as she watches you and then glances down as the information comes to her terminal. And she sighs. What are we supposed to do with an old map that is 92 levels below where we were just told we're going to be looking? Perhaps use it as a starting off point. We don't know. According to this, it's between 3,000 and 4,000, and there's no other maps. So what I would suggest is uh, either use this map when you get lost or the other one that you found earlier. Oh, wait, that's right. I'm sorry. You should probably use this one then. That's real cool. Cool. I'll be red and two purples. I got one success and one advantage. The ninth sister just sits back down. Or she's already sitting. She just leans back in her chair. And I just look back towards Brandel and Tremaine. Tremaine has a, a hint of a smirk on his face, and he steps forward. These are the assignments. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fandible Solo Shot, Star Wars, Force, and Destiny. Please follow Fandible on Twitter and Facebook, and share this episode on social media. You can also leave a review for Fandible on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice to help others find us and enjoy games like this one. You can also be found on Patreon if you wish to make a monthly donation that helps us keep our equipment up to date and travel to gaming conventions to meet listeners like you. But most importantly, always remember, may the Force be with you.